Hi, this is Galena Marcus. And this is Ron Marcus. And you're, you're in, in the, the art scene. scene. Galena is a fine artist working in multiple media. And Ron is a musician and a martial artist. Together, we're seeking the answers to these fundamental questions. How to enjoy being an artist. And how to succeed as an artist. We'll be probing the psyches and harvesting the wisdom of practitioners of all kinds of art. Painting, sculpting, writing, photography, cinema, performing arts, music, martial arts, healing arts, and even science and technology. Wherever human creativity is being expressed and applied to help make the world a better, happier place. Hey everybody, welcome to In the Art Scene, and we're your hosts, Ron and Galena. What's going on today? Hey, I happened to interview a very special person last week, and this is what we're putting in this episode, which actually was supposed to be in episode number five, but we're pushing it a little forward, and you will know why in a second, I'll tell you. I want to know right now. <laughs> okay, I was talking to Anna LaRocque, whom I met last year when I submitted my design for the guitar art project for their annual fundraiser. And Anna is talking about the organization she's working for, ArtReach, here in San Diego, that is doing an amazing work helping schools who cut their budgets and remove the art programs to bring the art back to students. There's a lot to it, so you have to listen to Anna speak about that. And there will be an active call for artists here in greater San Diego area for this year's guitar art project. So listen till the end, share it with friends if you like it, subscribe to our podcast. If you know any San Diego artists who would be interested in this project, please share it with them. And let's hear Anna. All right, let's get this show on the road. We're talking today with Anna LaRocque from ArtReach San Diego. Yay! Yay! <laughs> You're a project manager, right? I am the community outreach coordinator. Okay. What, what does <laughs> so I do a lot of our marketing um, and social media, but I also do our fundraising, um, usually with events right now. Obviously, it's kind of shifted to how we're fundraising. But um, yeah, any type of fundraising projects, I work with our development committee, with our board. Um, but again, I also do like all of our email and social media um, to kind of help get the word out there, um, among some other crazy admin things. <laughs> a wide variety. You're doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> let's uh, let's start uh, from from back from the beginning. Can you tell me a little bit about Outreach Organization? What, what do you guys do? Yeah, so we were actually founded back in 2008 to help fill a need for where art funding was getting cut out in schools. So we initially started by just programs in schools and bringing art lessons to students. Um, we now have kind of expanded. Um, we work with K through 12. Um, we focus on Title I schools to provide free art programs mm -hmm. um, to those students. But we've also kind of branched out into the community and working with community centers. Um, we, do, we have a mural program. Um, we're still bringing art to kids that need art, basically. So any schools that don't have funding, um, we do have a paid program, low-cost programs. Basically, anywhere where there's a need for art, we want to try to bring that art experience to um, young artists. Nice. And you're yeah. all over San Diego County, right? All over San Diego County. So we just want to try to cover all the bases. 
we recently started working more in like North County area um, in the last year or so. So it's been really great. I feel like we we cover a lot of different youth that that need art. There's a lot of different variations on that of of who's needing that. We reached quite quite a few kids. And the organization was uh, founded by artists, right? Yes. So it was founded by two sisters, um, Sandy Cottrell and Judy Berman-Silbert. They're both still on our board. Um, and Sandy actually is a co-director of ArtWalk. And that's kind of our connection with ArtWalk San Diego, who um, they have a few different art festivals throughout the year. So we're tied in with them. But those were the two that founded ArtReach, and they've kind of helped build it to where it is now, even just remaining on the board and, and being really vocal with the art community. Do you know what triggered that need? How did they see the need for art programs in schools and then how yeah. this whole story happened? So back in 2008, there were a lot of budget cuts to schools. And one of the biggest factors in that was art funding. So I mean, this was nationwide. It's not just San Diego um, and California, but they saw that that was a need because it was getting cut through a lot of budgets. And we've kind of seen that even in the last year because of COVID. Arts is basically the first thing to go um, when they do budget cuts. And it's sad because it's such a huge thing in, in young people's lives, even if they're not growing up to be artists necessarily, but Art is a really great foundation for young people to help express themselves, get them interested in different things, and really, I don't know, just form this thing within them that helps them grow as a person. And people don't always see that. And, that, and so that's the first thing to go. And that can be visual arts, which is what we focus on, but it can also be music and dance and, you know, all these different areas of how to express yourself creatively as a young person. So. It's just unfortunate that's what happens. And so as long as, you know, funding with art kind of keeps getting pushed aside, you know, there's a need for people like us. And, you know, there's other organizations as well that try to keep doing what they're doing, especially during times like this when when they need it the most. So, well, that's amazing. That That is really amazing. And I'm, I'm totally uh, this. This is one of the reasons why I was so eager to jump uh, last year on that on the guitar project, because I do absolutely believe that if you don't let children express themselves creatively, you're not going to get the new generation of inventors and, and happy people, just just happy people. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I was never going to be, you know, I, I don't, I don't really necessarily call myself an artist specifically, but what was my name? <laughs> but like, I do, I, I like to partake in, you know, creative things and I like to do artistic things, but I never really saw that as like a profession, but I did a lot of art from a very young age and it kind of just always stuck with me and it really helps you grow. And like I said, express yourself in different ways. It's, you know, it's a great creative outlet to have, even if you're not necessarily trying to be, you know, a quote unquote artist. So I, I it gives you more of like a well-rounded kind of life, I guess. Yeah. And some outlook. Yeah, definitely. So what kind of art do you do? So I've kind of always just done a lot of different things. It's mostly just in the moment I've dabbled in like I did a lot of metal smithing and jewelry in high school. I also, I was at one point going to try to go into graphic design, 
right now I do more like crafty things. <laughs> I'll do like mixed media collage things. I'll do cross stitch. Last year I started doing stained glass artwork, but then COVID happened and I wasn't going to go to the studio anymore. So I haven't touched that in a year, but it's kind of all over the place. It's, I like things that are very linear and organized and very like straightforward. So um, a lot of the art I do is very like meticulous and kind of follows that. And that's kind of why I liked doing graphic design type things back in college and high school. So, and I still, I mean, even for art reach, I create a lot of visual things. And so I like having everything kind of neatly placed and I don't know, I like kind of the design aspect of, of that part of my job. It's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, that's amazing. I mean, I, I haven't tried, I, I didn't even think about stained glass and uh, uh, no, I did think about the metal Mm-hmm. But it's kind of, you know, a little scary. Yeah. I feel like more of a messy thing. I really, really want to go to the clay studio because I just uh-huh. like <laughs> stuff in my head. I'm so opposite of that, but I admire people that are able to do that. Like my sister was always, she was a painting major in uh-huh. college and continues to paint and she does illustration things. She's now an interior designer. But I was never able to do those abstract things that she was always so good at. And so I always kind of judged myself based on that. But I just have a very different like ability of like creating. Everything kind of has its place. <laughs> and I think that's why stained glass is great because it's very like process based and everything has to fit together really nicely. And that's that's like where I thrive. Yeah, you're going to have to fit together. Out, right? In advance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I first got to know you guys last year when you brought the guitar project. Yeah. And I was so thrilled. I was, you know, that much on like hanging on by, by the hair when you when you responded to my application. I said, yeah, we really didn't like your design. Did you like <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can do the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember what you submitted. It was so different from other things when I looked at like your social media and your website mm-hmm. and we're like, wow, this is amazing. The way you, you know, you choose people, like you choose these inspiring people and do this whole piece about them. And it's just really empowering and you focus on women mostly and just I don't know. It, that really stuck out to us. So it wasn't necessarily like, we don't like this. It was like, we like this though. We love this thing. Do more of this. Um, doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I just had so much fun. I think I never asked you, how did you hear about the auction in the first place last year? To be honest, I don't remember. I think, I think I got the email from, um, cafe, you know, call for entry. Okay. I, I don't know if you guys listed there, but I think I, I got some kind of a, a email with a bunch of entries yeah. and, I, and I was in the moment was thinking, oh, I, I don't submit anything anywhere. I got to do it. 
and it's the beginning of the year. I, I just need to find something that is really exciting. Yeah. I, I remember I applied for two programs at a time. It was um, your guitar project, and then Pabs Blue Ribbon did the contest for their can design. Oh, okay. And I did cool. the whole like intricate can design, and I didn't get it. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I'm kind of glad that I didn't get it because I had so, like, I put so much time and effort with a guitar and yeah. I, uh, the can was mostly computer work. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm a tactile. More hands-on. I really enjoyed, you know, having a body of the guitar in my yeah. hand, sanding it and painting it. Uh -huh. And yeah, it was just, it was great. And I, I know I've told you this before, but like, it really showed how much work you put into that. The final piece, I know you struggled some with, you know, the finishing parts, but just every little detail was just so amazing. Like everything looked so well done and well thought out and just, it really showed how much work you put into it. Yeah. I loved, I loved your guitar. It was Thank great. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad the guitar found a new home too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it ended up being this very long project that was only supposed to be, you know, like five months or something, but yeah. it turned into this like almost year long yeah, process. Thank you, COVID. <laughs> Thanks COVID. <laughs> exactly. Can you, can you tell me how, um, how did the, this whole project started? I know you have, you've done, um, surfboards before and, and yeah. uh, what else have you done and how did you end up doing guitars and that's the second year this year is the second year you're yeah yeah so this is our second year with guitars it's actually only our third art auction uh -huh. I was hired in 2019 as an intern because I was trying to get I was leaving my full-time job that whatever anyway so I left my full-time job to be an intern with ArtReach um, to do because I was trying to get into event planning, and <laughs> this was like this event to you know a charity event, all of that. So I was hired to do the surfboard auction. So it was already this idea um, that I was coming into, and then I helped facilitate it coming to be. Um, so that was actually their first auction. I'm not entirely sure how the idea came up, but I know it was between ArtWalk and ArtReach. They had this thing where they're like, we need a new fundraiser. Let's, you know, use Mission Fed Art Walk to have this auction, bring in a bunch of artists, bring in a bunch of supporters of Art Walk and Art Reach, and really have this big thing. So I kind of came in when it was already happening. The artists were already chosen. I was just helping make the rest of it happen. And then I was hired on part-time and then eventually full-time, but we had this idea with guitars. We had um, Sandy from Artwalk had a connection with someone from Fender that um, ended up donating. She was able to donate 30 guitars. It turned into 31 guitars and it kind of just went from there. And then this year we're like, okay, let's, let's ride, let's ride on this wave and see if we can reach out to her again. She, you know, this donor, they were so amazing, so friendly and just has this, passion for the arts and passion for music and passion for guitars and so we were able to get approved by um, this donor 30 more guitars so we're wow. moving forward with it we were kind of thinking maybe it would be around april because that's usually when art walk is but now it's officially going to be in october so we have a little bit of time now we're we're looking for artists now to participate we're hoping to make a decision by uh, march 5th and just get get rolling on it but um 
yeah, I don't know what we'll do in the future. Maybe not guitars again, because, you know, we want to try to try to find different ways for people to make things into art pieces that may not necessarily be straightforward art pieces like, you know, a surfboard or a guitar. So, yeah, we just kind of were like, well, this guitar auction was such a success. Like, let's see if we can do it again. If not, we'll think of something else. But it just seemed like a fun idea to do again. It was so exciting. And yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's where me. we're at. <laughs> and the sky is the limit. Yeah, yeah. You can do you can do pretty much anything. Uh I have I have an old bike sitting in my yard for over a year now that I'm like I'm still walking around the idea what I'm gonna do yeah. with that bike because yeah. it's it, it's completely broken and I and I got it for free from some neighbor specifically because I wanted to do an installation in my backyard. Right now it's just you know it looks like a junk. <laughs> <laughs> one day it will become an art <laughs> yes of course right yeah. well, you said something interesting that um cut my ear you said that you had a different uh full-time job in, that you left completely to become an intern with <laughs> art Week. yeah what was that job and how did that come about so when I first moved here, um, I got a job pretty much immediately. I was actually, as much as I did art and design things in high school and college, I actually ended up being a mathematics major. And um, it's kind of like the logical side of me. And I got a job kind of in that sector where I, I did math and I did spreadsheets all day. I was there for six and a half years. And I kind of had this, I was, you know, I wasn't very happy there, but I had this revelation of trying to find this new career path. And so I did event planning courses at San Diego State, which actually turned out that Sandy used to teach a festivals class there, which mm -hmm. I didn't even take, but <laughs> it was like one of the electives. But turns out she did that. And so once I did those courses, I, I kind of still was at my old job. And then I finally was like, you know what, I'm going to leave. And I, I gave like five months notice <laughs> and took that time to kind of done everything, map everything. I know. <laughs> it's like in five months, this is my last day. Okay. So um, I took that five months to kind of, you know, look for different opportunities. I started volunteering with American Lung Association here in San Diego. I took on, you know, a couple little event things. I I did like a a little not a little, I did a wedding for a friend of mine up in LA. And so I was kind of trying to like dip my toes in different areas of the event world because I didn't really know where I wanted to land. I just knew I wanted to be open to events in general. And I actually came across a, I think it was on LinkedIn, the program I did at San Diego State, they frequently post different event jobs. And um, because Sandy was involved with that course, you know, she had posted an internship with ArtWalk to help with ArtWalk. And by the time I sent them my resume, they'd already filled it. But then they were like, hey, but our partner ArtReach has this opportunity. It's still an event. Um, we think you'd be great for it. And I, you know, went in, I met Sarah, our executive director, and I feel like we clicked right away and got hired right away. And I started almost immediately. Like I had like a two week overlap with my old job before I was leaving. Like it was like those last two weeks in February before I started. So yeah, I kind of just did that. And then it just turned into this whole other thing that I never thought existed. You know, it pulled in my love for the arts and being creative. And I always liked, 
you know, being in the environment of working with kids, like I obviously don't necessarily work one-on-one with kids, but it's just this whole organization that, that works with students and young artists. And so it kind of pulled in all these loves that I had. Plus it was kind of with events and it turned into this whole new position that I never thought that I had wanted. And so it's kind of made a home there and I, I really love it. And I'm glad I made that, that leap. It was kind of a crazy leap for me. So I never do stuff like that. (laughs) Is this like a dream job? It really is. And, you know, the people I work with are so amazing. You know, we're such an, a tight knit group of people. Everyone is so creative, you know, even with like our teaching artists, I love working with the artists through the auction and even, you know, our friends at Art Walk, like every, it's just this little community that I never really knew that I wanted to be a part of. And it, it just feels really good. Everybody's so great. So. Amazing. That's- yeah. Like a theory too. <laughs> yeah, it really is. No, it's it's been great. And it, I mean, the last year has been kind of insane. Yeah. It's definitely hard. Like, you know, we're all remote. We're working from home. And so it's been hard, like the last, you know, 11 months being, you know, out of the office and not working with everybody, but, you know, still trying to connect with everyone and get all of our work done and still be able to collaborate. Because that's a big part of our organization is collaborating on different ideas. And, you know, I don't work on programs. I don't work on murals and they don't work on events, but we all kind of, you know, have these little powwows to help make the thing that we're working on even better by chatting with each other about different aspects. So, yeah. Yeah, And you're a big time volunteer at the mural program as well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So occasionally we'll have days where it's like all staff and volunteers will come in. I get asked to come in and and help with the murals. And so, yeah, we were there painting together on Saturday with, you know, a group of people. So yeah, it's been really fun. It's definitely a nice little creative outlet. Art therapy is a real thing, you know? I'm mostly sitting in a computer all day. So it's nice to get out there and be able to paint when I'm able to, um, you know, for, for the organization. So it's really nice. Right now we're focusing on, you know, we do a lot of distance learning, so we'll do pre-recorded or live Zoom sessions. Um, Right now we're working on a rollout for our free programs. So we have about, I think, 2,000 plus artist kits going out to free schools. So Title I schools that we work with that get our free program. Um, So they're going to get pre-recorded lessons there's five lessons and they'll get artist kits so if there's any title one schools out there that maybe we don't work with yet but want art free art lessons definitely reach out to us and we can get those to you brand new art supplies for every kid it's a really great thing to be able to provide that normally we wouldn't have been working with brand new art supplies for each kid we have art supplies that our teaching artists would bring into schools and they bring them back and the students don't get to keep creating outside of you know, our lessons, but now we give them brand new art supplies and they can keep creating at home and create with their, their family or their, you know, their siblings, their friends, and just keep going and kind of work outside of the lesson, which is, I think, even better because they just, they have this opportunity to keep going and and keep exploring and kind of go beyond the project. They're like, oh, well, I have these watercolors still. 
now I can do this other thing. So that's been really great. It's kind of a crazy shift because of how COVID took over, but it's almost for the better because they get this full on other experience. They can go back and watch the videos again and keep using their art materials and keep going. So it's really great. And I think during 2020, during the whole lockdown thing, you delivered some insane number of art supplies kits to yeah. the children. Yeah, we we kind of had some quick little fundraising pushes and we got about, I think, 500 free kits out there for, you know, and not even just our students, but like that was just in the community. So we worked with some of our community partners, but then also just other people signed up to get the kits and we sent them out. We had, you know, pickups at the office, but yeah, any youth that we could reach out to that wanted these free art kits. Yeah. I think we had about at least 500 funded that we just sent out. Yeah. We really tried to like find ways like schools closed down Mm -hmm. for a brief moment of time. So we were like, okay, how do we reach people still? Like, how do we continue our mission? And so, you know, we reached out to a couple of groups we already knew, but then we started kind of advertising a little bit to get it to people that maybe didn't know about us or wouldn't normally get art lessons from us. And then we also kind of hunkered down and figured out, okay, now that school, because schools temporarily opened again. So we're like, okay, who can we still work with a little bit virtually? And we started doing the recorded videos. And now all of our teaching artists and program managers are pros at making these videos. Yeah, we just wanted to like keep connecting. Not everybody has access to a computer or internet. So there's also that aspect. So getting, you know, art kits out to people and we would give them, you know, a sheet of projects that they could work on. So just any way we could reach people when they might not have access through their schools or anything like that. So that was, that was probably the hardest thing. Like when schools did temporarily close there for a bit, like, yeah. okay, now kids are just sitting at home doing nothing and craving this connection. And we had a lot of murals actually that were set up starting in March last year. And we had one group of students that they were supposed to start painting soon. And it, the mural had actually been delayed because of rain. And then, you know, we finally got the design on the wall and then all of a sudden schools were closed. And so we ended up doing our first distance mural with those kids because they actually reached out to their teacher and were like, we want to do this. We will put, we will pull money from our own piggy banks and we will fund, uh, you know, fund a mural. We're going to figure this out. And so the mural artist that worked with us, Hannah Gundrum, she ended up doing a sticker sale on Instagram Mm -hmm. and we got this distance mural fully funded through Instagram and, you know, sticker purchases and all of that. And so we, we got, you know, wooden squares out to them with, uh, paint and, and all, you know, all these other supplies, like a mural artist kit, basically they got their own easel, like little easel to set up. We had instructions on how to set up their little art space. And, um, we actually ended up, we got those out to all the students. There were about, I think 11 or 12 of them. And they created over zoom together. She led them through painting exercises and they all painted their square. And then we got all the squares back and we put them on like a big, like a plywood. Yeah. Like plywood, uh-huh. um, adhered them to that. And it's now like, it's still on their, like a chain link fence at their school. We had like a mini little, um, mural unveiling with a few of the students at distance with masks on. 
that was like the first big thing that we did to like help connect these students that were like, you know, they were sad that they couldn't do this mural that be wor- they'd been working on for a while to like help get the design together. Because our students that work on murals, they submit designs, they help create what the mural is going to look like. And they work with the mural artist and they help prep the walls. They help paint the walls. They help finish it up. They do this whole culminating event. So it's from, you know, concept to completion, the whole, the whole deal. So it's not like they just show up to paint, you know, they help with the entire idea of what the mural is. So they got to not only create or create the idea for this one mural that ended up, it's still sitting there and ready to go once we're able to do it but they got to also create this whole new idea and still be able to paint at home, but together, you know, over zoom and, and then see this piece come together. So that was, um, I believe like end of April, beginning of May when we kind of had that, that push go to get money for that. So it was really incredible and inspiring and that's fantastic. And it's just awesome how uh, I got to volunteer at at your mural once, Anna, but that was that, one day when it was just a staff and adult yes. volunteers, no students. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea how much you're uh, getting students involved in the whole project. I, I really thought that, you know, you're working with a mural artist and mm-hmm. the artist comes up with a design and then, you know, uh, children get to just paint on the wall and have some something pretty on the walls in their school. But yes, having having them so much involved in the entire creation yeah, it's just so important and, and so inspiring for them. Again. Yeah, the special thing about the mural that you came and volunteered painting at was that was our first mural since 2020, you know, since COVID, that we had students help paint. And so, I mean, obviously, they've done the dis- these distance murals, but this was our first, you know, at school mural that they painted in person. So we had two cohorts, you know, I think one had like four kids and one had like two. That school is hybrid. So some are there in the morning, some are there in the afternoon. But yeah, like we work with a mural artist. And actually the one for that mural was, she's a teaching artist with us as well. But we do, you know, work with outside muralists as well to bring in, you know, some, some other eyes and, and professionalism and talent and just working with people in the community. But yeah, so even when they work with, you know, an outside muralist, you know, we give them like a prompt or we ask, even just ask the school, like, what do you want this to be? And the students will give input of this idea. Like we had one mural, this was pre-COVID, but we had one mural that was based off of the prompt, what makes your heart happy? And Mm -hmm. this was with kindergarten through second graders. And Mm -hmm. so we had these classes and we're like, okay, what makes your heart happy? And they would yell out different things. They would yell out different images. And then they would, um, in that one, we gave them the opportunity to create shapes with, you know, construct colored construction paper. And they created things that made their their heart happy. Some were just abstract things, some were like a watermelon slice or a palm tree, you know, just all these crazy things. And, And, you know, so they got to help make it. That mural was actually created based off of their exact shape cutouts so that was really cool because not only was that were they given the idea but they were you know they were providing the actual imagery that went up on the wall so we've had things like that where they get a prompt and they have this idea and the mural artist creates it or like we legit take some drawing that they gave us and we put that on the wall amongst the other you know 
everything else. So really, like we want to make sure that the students are represented, the communities represented, you know, just get this this whole aspect of of community and and togetherness and connection and all of that. So it's definitely hard when everyone's at home, but we're still able to do that. We did another mural. Recently, we worked with the the staff to get some ideas. We got some input from kids as well. And we just did that. That mural was done completely by the mural artists that we worked with, but it still had everything that the school put forward that they wanted out of the mural. So then the stu- when the students eventually return, they get to see this bright, colorful, you know, imagery based off of what they feel when they go to school. You know, it has like their mascot on it. It has all these different colors. It has, you know, a star that relates back to like their old mascot. You know, it has all these things, um, nature aspects. And, you know, we're not just painting a mural to paint a mural. We're trying to make it into this full-on community school experience and collaboration. So, you know, art reach in general, just we focus on collaboration. We don't want to just do things to do things. We want to make sure everybody is involved in the process and has input and, you know, comes together to make something great. And I mean, that's just like, I mean, how do you not fall in love with that idea? You know, (laughs) it's hard not to. How do you find and select mural artists and your teaching artists? So... I don't know how much I can speak on that, but I know that sometimes, you know, people will reach out to us, maybe someone we already know that suggests somebody to us. As far as mural artists go, I know that our mural program manager, Izzy, sometimes she'll reach out to somebody that she's interested in bringing in and communicate with them that way. She's created a lot of our murals, but it's been great, like bringing in new people. We only have one current mural teaching artist that we work with, but we have a few murals coming up and one we just did where we've used outside artists. Yeah, I think it's most, it's like a a little mixture of both. I think we're starting to get to a point where we're trying to reach out more to want to people we want to work with. Like if we're working in a certain neighborhood, we want to work with an artist that's from that neighborhood. You know, we don't want to bring in someone from North County to work on a mural in Chula Vista, for instance, you know, so we want to make sure that we're representing that community. So, you know, we'll, I think we'll reach out to them, but, you know, people will come to us as well and and spark their interest. So that conversation really happens with Izzy and with Sarah, our executive director to like kind of see who's best for what type of mural with like our current, you know, contacts in that, in that range. So. Oh, make sure if you have any projects in Miramisa, <laughs> <laughs> no, not that's not for me. It's not for me. I just know uh, we have uh, we have a local artist here in Miramisa, and he is yeah. he's famous for um, painting on electrical booths. And, oh wow! Yeah, yes. he's creating a lot of murals uh, around the community, and yeah. he's actually running some kids and adults classes, so he's good with kids. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll make sure to introduce you. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it doesn't mean that just because they're from one area, they can't work on another, but that's kind of like something we would love to to do is make sure the community is represented. But yeah, like definitely if people are interested in working with us on murals or designing a mural with us, you know, definitely reach out to um, to us. Anyone can contact us at info at Um, And then we can direct you to whoever is going to, 
um, be the one taking care of that communication. That's probably just the easiest way is just email info and then we'll I'll make sure it. to put, to put just, the email in the, in to, to admin people. So, you know, it'll get to us. <laughs> we love working with different people and, you know, really representing the San Diego community. And, you know, that's kind of our focus, especially moving forward. We really want to make sure that we're working with a variety of, of artists and just getting full coverage of, of who we're representing. And how do you find and work with uh, artists who create the classes, the recorded classes for your program? So, yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of a similar thing. We're not, I don't think we're currently hiring teaching artists, but, you know, in the past, I think it's people kind of reached out to us or it was like someone who knew someone that was looking for a teaching position. And so it kind of worked out that way. We have currently, I believe, four or five teaching artists. And so the ones that have that have been working with us for the last year, obviously over COVID, things mm-hmm. kind of shifted with the pre-recorded lessons. And so we would offer that out, um, which school they're working with, and, and then the school kind of decides what they want. And so we kind of find the right match with the teaching artists with that school, or if they've worked with that school before. So as far as finding teaching artists, I think it's a lot of, it's been like word of mouth at this point of when we bring people in. So I'm not sure how that will change in the future, but. Based on what you're saying, it sounds like the reach of art reach is so broad and so inclusive. And it it sounds like a huge organization, but I know that you guys are not that big, right? No. (laughs) People are working at art reach. So there's four of us that I guess, quote unquote, work out of our office, like our main team. And then we have, now I'm trying to think, we have about four or five other teaching artists and then we work with you know a few other people as partners like a couple mural artists that they're not um employees but we contract with them Mm -hmm. so it's a it's a pretty small group but yeah our main team is us for full-time employees and then we i mean we have our we have our board as well we have 12 people Mm -hmm. on our board that we work with um on different committees to help make other things happen and yeah it's a it's a pretty small group of people right now (laughs) Your goal to grow? Yeah, I think so. And I feel like we're starting to have a need for it. You know, like our programs are expanding, especially with, you know, when it comes to distance learning, there's actually more opportunity. Like you might be working with less students, but you're able to do more programs. You're able to reach more kids. And so we're kind of expanding in that area. Um, and then murals we're trying to build upon and just make it bigger. There's more demand for murals and we just need more people on our team to work with. I mean, you were there. We, we had a lot of volunteers that day, um, as far as what we could handle with, you know, COVID restrictions of spacing, but it was was a pretty big two wall mural, you know, we were spaced out really well, but you know, we had a lot of people throughout that day. You know, we had some come in the morning, some come in the afternoon, so we always can use a lot of help. And so I, I can see us expanding over the next couple of years to kind of keep up with the demand. We'd love to do as much as we can with as many kids and as many schools and communities. There's definitely going to be that need at some point. I mean, when I was hired, there were only three people and then I was an add-on. So, you know, that position was created to kind of help take on some of those duties that they would all just pitch in on and or or Sarah would kind of take on if she had time. <laughs> and so... <laughs> You know, there's that, there's definitely that need to grow as time goes on. 
I mean, I've only been full-time there for just over a year. So <laughs> there's always going to be room room to grow. And I mean, that's really great. I think it's, it'll be good. I'm excited for our future. So. Yeah. And I, and I definitely wish for you guys to grow because you are feeling such an important niche and bringing art to schools, to children who otherwise would be left out. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Sure. I will. I will support you as much as I can. <laughs> Thank you. We're happy to have you. Well, to wrap things up, can you quickly tell us how to find Outreach online? And I'll yeah. make sure to include everything in the show notes and in the blog post that uh, comes along with the podcast. Yeah. So outreachsandiego.org. That's where you can find, you know, everything that we do. Um, we're also on social media on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even LinkedIn. And you can find us at outreachsd and follow us, like us, comment, share, all of the above. We're always posting, you know, pictures and links to things, trying to promote our current programs, our murals, any events or fundraising things that we have going on. You know, we have like our call to artists that's out currently. We try to post to social media, you know, multiple times a week to try to get out there. But yeah, Artreach SD on social media. And then if anyone wants to contact us and you're not sure who to contact specifically, just to info at artreachsandiego.org. And our website is a really great place to kind of start. And you can find links to all those different things that we do. You could donate on our website as well. So just kind of look out for that. And I don't know if anyone's ever interested in like donating supplies, because we can always use supply donations, um, or just donating um, to help put towards one of our programs or even towards murals, anything like that. Is there anything, uh, any need that you like, you have an opportunity right now with the podcast to <laughs> Send the message to the universe. I know our audience is not that big just yet, but you know, one day we're working hard on that. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you want to send the message out there for people, like call for something, what would you say? Um, can I do two things? Yeah. You, you can, you so, can <laughs> I mean, obviously I am definitely trying to push our guitar art auction because we just want to get as many artists as possible. So reach out to us. I mean, maybe you can link to like the guitar application online. If you're an artist and want to design a guitar. When, when is it closed? Um, so right now we're saying till March 1st and we're going to try to decide by March 5th. We might extend it a little bit. It just depends. We want to have like a really good variety to pull from. So by March 1st, reach out to us. The application is through the website. They can email me directly. Anna at artreachsandiego.org or the info email as well. If you have any questions about it, any San Diego artists out there, or I mean, we say San Diego because right now with COVID, you'd have to come and pick it up. So if you're maybe not San Diego local, but you can make it into it, Little Italy to pick up the guitar when they're ready, definitely reach out. We're looking for a wide variety of artists when you get to design a guitar. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, it is really cool. <laughs> yeah, I attest. I, have yeah. a, I really hope that I will be chosen <laughs> <you> too. <laughs> well, we'll tell you by March 1st or by March 5th. <laughs> um, I guess the second thing would be like, like I said, you know, a big thing with us right now is providing brand new art supplies to kids. So if you're interested in donating art supplies, 
if you're not sure what we're accepting, I mean, definitely reach out and ask, well, we can give you like a wish list, anything like that. Anything brand new, high quality, you know, we're trying to get as much art out there to kids as possible and giving them the ability to create at home and keep creating at home is really important right now. It's hard because we can't reuse art supplies that, you know, we normally would be taking into schools. So that's definitely a big, a big thing as well, donating towards art supplies for kids. Thank you so much, Yana. It was such such a great time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was great. I really, I love that you're doing this. I've listened to your other episodes and, you know, the two artists that you've interviewed are just amazing and inspiring. So it's very, I love that you're doing this. So I appreciate you having me. This is great. Thank you. That's my little way of giving back to the art community as well. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for coming. Galena, that was fascinating. Yeah, such an amazing story, right? And the whole story of Anna finding her dream job and taking a leap of faith, uh, living her career that she didn't like, and now she is having this position that she didn't even know existed, pretty much, doing such amazing work helping our community. We are so happy to be able to support them spreading the word out with our podcast calling for artists please share this podcast with the artists that you know please subscribe please reach out to anna check their website donate if you have art supplies or if you want to donate money that will be an amazing help for all the uh, students out there who are longing for more art in their life the best thing here is that proven benefits of art education in so many ways it's always the first thing to get cut when there was cuts. So this is a way to bring back that very critical, essential art education to the kids. And it's fun. It is. It is. All right. Well, we've just completed another episode of our new podcast series, In the Art Scene. We're so glad you're listening. Make sure you check us out at intheartscene.com. Subscribe to our blog, listen to our podcast, and we'll see you in the next episode of In the Art, in the art Scene. scene. We don't need to say it together. I we've got to work on this, dear. We've got to get it right. We'll see you in, in the, the art scene. scene.